12 to 1 with Adrian Abraham on Money FM 89.3. It's Money FM 89.3, and my next guest is the former host of the Weekend Mornings show right here on Money FM 89.3, and currently with ABC News journalist Jason Dacey. Great to have you back. How are you? Good to speak to you, Adrian. Hello from a quite wet and cool Brisbane. Uh, we're getting a quite a, a nice dumping of rain, which we always need in the most arid continent in the world. I think the rains have uh, stayed away for the most part, but recently they're back here in Singapore as well. Always nice and, uh, you know, keep things a little bit more cool. I understand the COVID situation right now in Australia is under control, but there were a few scares, as you were telling me earlier. Yes, Adrian, you know, of course, Australia's coronavirus response has been the marvel of the world, but there are little things that happen here and there. For example, over the weekend here in Brisbane, there was a a doctor, a female doctor who had been uh, diagnosed with uh, COVID-19 because uh, she'd treated a returning traveller in a a hospital. And we were all worried that we might go into lockdown here in Brisbane, but they did some contact tracing and didn't seem that was any major problem there. And in Sydney, we've seen uh, a similar situation where returning travellers have infected people. The New South Wales, where Sydney is, that recorded another COVID-19 case linked to Sydney's Sofitel Wentworth, and that and we had a security guard that uh, was diagnosed with uh, COVID-19 because of that was where the returning travellers were. So there are, from time to time, small little incidents like this that uh, show you exactly how contagious, you know, how, how infectious uh, COVID-19 is. But overall, uh, everything is going along quite smoothly here in Australia and it's helping our economy recover and, and things are looking pretty bright and chipper. And how's the vaccination process going? I remember the last time we spoke, you said that you know certain individuals got quite a few doses than what they were meant to get. Is that all under control now? More or less, it's uh, under control, but people are concerned about the reports coming out of Europe about the uh, reaction to the AstraZeneca vaccine. And uh, here in Queensland, we saw kind of allergic reactions to people uh, taking the AstraZeneca jab in the past couple of days. Uh, we saw bad reactions, according to the Queensland Health Minister, Yvette Darth. And that's the big problem for Australia to try and get people to feel confident in taking the coronavirus uh, vaccine through the AstraZeneca jab. And we saw, you know, I think up to a dozen countries in Europe putting the AstraZeneca campaign on hold because of blood clots that were detected. So this is uh, the the big big problem, I guess, the big challenge Australia has to try and educate its residents and saying that, yeah, the jab may be isolated cases of reactions. But overall, you know, millions and millions of people have taken it in Europe with only a handful having any kind of reactions. So we're we're in phase two of the rollout of the vaccine. And uh, we are trying to educate uh, older Australians that it's in their best interest to take uh, these jabs to make sure that they can continue with their quality of life. A successful rollout is all that we want, you know, particularly during this time. Of course, you know, recently Australia also announced that it will donate 8,000 COVID-19 vaccine doses to Papua New Guinea and seek approval for 1 million more to help Pacific Island nation contain a dangerous outbreak of infections. Yeah, in Papua New Guinea, it's really quite a bad situation. And as Singaporeans will know, that's our nearest neighbour to the north of Australia. But the Prime Minister of Papua New Guinea has been saying that it could get to a point where the, the virus is spreading so fast that one in three 
Papua New Guineans will contract coronavirus, which is an horrific number. So Australia has pledged uh, to give 8,000 uh, doses of vaccine to Papua New Guinea to give to their frontline health workers uh, because of uh, the problems that we are seeing in our nearest neighbour. And there are restrictions now on flights coming in to uh, Australia from uh, Port Moresby, the capital of Papua New Guinea, because there is that kind of big connection between the two countries. A lot of people will have businesses in Papua New Guinea and there are Papua New Guineans who study in Australia. So the governments, uh, the state and federal government are definitely monitoring the situation, especially where I am in the state of Queensland, which of course is the closest state to Papua New Guinea along with uh, Northern Territory. We're in conversation with Jason Dacey, ABC News journalist and former host of the weekend morning show right here on Money FM 89.3. Jason, Australia has been rocked by sexual assault claims in recent weeks. And there's also been a women's march against sexual assault. What's the latest surrounding this? Well, Adrian, early this week on Monday, March the 4th, there was a march uh, against sexual assault that was held in various cities and towns across Australia, including the capital, Canberra. And this is related to some allegations that have come out in recent weeks uh, about, um, you know, females who are working uh, for the government who have been exposed to, you know, unsavory incidents. So there was Defence Minister Linda Reynolds, she's a, a federal minister, and there was a, a lady called Brittany Higgins who uh, was allegedly sexually assaulted just before the 2019 federal election, and there was a, a massive cover-up because they kind of uh, kept it quiet, and Brittany Higgins uh, was part of this march. She spoke uh, very emotionally about what happened to her, and the Defence Minister Linda Reynolds is actually on leave at the moment having to, to deal with this. She's uh, having to kind of, kind of control this crisis. And the other one is uh, the Attorney General Christian Porter. You know, he's the number one lawmaker uh, when it comes to the legal side of things in Australia. And he's had to speak about a 1988 rape allegation. Uh, this was when he was a teenager. Uh, he has gone on leave, but he's thoroughly denied it. The woman in question in this uh, allegation uh, sadly took her own life last year. I mean, police have looked into it and they've seen nothing against uh, Christian Porter. So there are people on the other side of the political fence saying that there should be an independent investigation into what happened. But the Prime Minister, Scott Morrison, has said, look, we have um, ways of investigating you know, police cases here and we've, we've done that uh, in the state uh, of New South Wales and they found nothing uh, untoward here. So Christian Porter is actually taking legal action against uh, the company that I work for, ABC Australia, against uh, one of the articles that was written about him. But he has taken uh, uh, some mental health break uh, to try and you know, just get this behind him, uh, but he won't step down. He'll continue with his role. Uh, but there is a, a mood here, Adrian, of you know just women being unhappy with what's what's happening uh, in terms of powerful people and and the way that they're exposed. So this is something that we'll watch and see what happens uh, as it goes forward. Yeah, we're seeing you know a lot of these incidents come to light over in the UK. Sarah Evard, they found her remains and they've arrested a police officer on charges for murdering her. And we'll have to see how that story develops as well. But Jason, just before I let you go, uh, you have a story about the Luna Park ghost train fire in 1979 where six children and one adult, they lost their lives and now claims of arson from a documentary. 
Yes, this was uh, something very personal to me, Adrian, because Luna Park is uh, in the lower north shore of Sydney where I grew up. I can uh, go there every birthday. That was the treat that I had. And I live just a few minutes walk from there. But on the 9th of June, 1979, as you mentioned, six children and one adult died in a terrible fire in the ghost train, which was one of the popular rides. Uh, it was blamed on electrical faults. Uh, there was no sprinkler system, and that was what the uh, inquiry found at the time. But now there's new reporting uh, from ABC News about uh, possible arson. Some of the survivors and, and some of the other people who uh, investigated this initially have come out and said it doesn't make sense that there was an electrical uh, fault in this ride. It you know went like clockwork for more than 40 years. Uh, so now there are allegations that perhaps arson was involved. But this is something that's very difficult to prove many years later. Uh, one of the sad parts of this story were, was that there were four Waverley College students uh, who'd, who were there as teenagers on a big night out. They all perished in the fire. And one of their colleagues, you know, one of their schoolmates actually survived and he's leading the charge when it comes to making these allegations about arson. Uh, but, you know, Luna Park is a, is a big attraction in Sydney. There's also a Luna Park in Melbourne. And incidentally, it began uh, back in 1935, just after the Sydney Harbour Bridge was built. And it, it is continuing to go today in a different form. It's, it's a lovely part of, of Sydney. And uh, it's something that we really need to get to the bottom of. And finally, the migration to Queensland from other states. I remember the last time we spoke, you told me about Queensland's bid for the 2032 Summer Olympics, if I'm not mistaken. So why are more people moving to Queensland, Jason? Well, what we've seen, Adrian, is that migration to Queensland is up 90% compared to a decade ago. And we are seeing a net uh, positive migration to, to Queensland over the last quarter of 7,200 people. Now, with coronavirus happening, this is meaning that people are moving from other states within Australia to Queensland. And the, the states that are losing the most people are New South Wales and Victoria. New South Wales, where Sydney is, and Victoria, where Melbourne is. Now, part of this is because of uh, Queensland's great response to the coronavirus pandemic. But I think now people realize that they can uh, live in a nicer environment and, and you know, work remotely or work from home. Queensland has the best climate in Australia, the most sunshine. It's uh, less expensive when it comes to real estate prices compared to Sydney and Melbourne. And I think many people have, uh, you know, seen the light, just like myself, who grew up in Sydney and have spent many years in Singapore and other parts of Asia, but made that decision to go back to Australia to settle in Brisbane because of all the reasons that I've spoke of. And this is all before coronavirus. So isn't it interesting that there are so many people moving to Queensland? Uh, you know, Brisbane was once considered a big country town. Now it's a major international city. It has uh, great uh, airports and infrastructure. So let's see what happens. Uh, we've also got um, 450,000 Aussies returning home over the last uh, year or so, many uh, from overseas, and many of them are doing what I did and moving to southeast Queensland. What a place to be, particularly during the pandemic, as you were telling me earlier. We've been speaking with Jason Dacey. He's an ABC News journalist and former host of the Weekend Morning Show right here on Money FM 89.3. Jason, pleasure to always speak to you and I look forward to catching up with you soon. Always good to talk to you, Adrian, and have a, a great day ahead.